Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people, the podcast. The podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jake Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Don't let nobody steal your dreams. People are a trip. You know what I'm saying? People could be a trip in this world. And I think sometimes as believers, we try to have this fake humility. Here's what I mean by this. We try to do stuff that's not humble, but call it humble. It's really passive or weak. And we call it humility because it makes us feel good about ourselves. And it puts us in a position where we don't have to fight back or stand up for anything. You know what I'm saying? Notice in this world, say something about another religion. Say something about someone's sexuality. Say something about someone's race. People will stand up and we are no longer supporting this. We will protest. Don't spend your money here. Print up a t-shirt. Print up a hat. That's my protest. My protest voice. Funny to me that people are willing to stand up for any and everything. Let a TV show say something about sexuality. Let a business put out a t-shirt that disrespects a certain race. And we all get this righteous indignation. Hey, who are you? No, we shouldn't be spending our dollars here. We shouldn't be doing this. Everyone becomes Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But say something about Christianity. Say something about Christ. What happens with us? We, oh, we just gone. You know, trust God. Who are we to judge? I think that's hypocritical. As a believer, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to follow the model of the world. I'm not going to be mad about everything and try to protest everything and blah, 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 blah. But I'm also not going to let people just run over me and take from me. I'm not just going to let Satan steal from me, right? We know that Satan comes to do what? Steal. Kill. And destroy. And destroy. And destroy. In this world, you have to be on guard because Satan has wolves. Like this world is like is wolves. And here's the thing: when you're around wolves, you have to be careful not to become a wolf, but you also have to protect yourself from being eaten by wolves. That can be a very tricky thing because what I think our human nature, at least for some of us, not everyone is the same. But some of our human nature is that, oh, when we in the midst of something, like we just turn into what we're around. So it's like, oh, if I'm going to fight off some wolves, I could be a savage too. You know what I'm saying? And so we allow the world to cause us to become savage. That's not what I'm saying. And hopefully by the end of today's show, my point will be very crystal clear. You know what I'm saying? 
and you'll understand the balance in which I'm trying to speak. I don't want to be a wolf, but I also don't want to be wolf food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, like I don't want to be shady and grimy and savage and all of that, but I also am not going to sit back and allow shady, grimy, savage people to walk over me, and then I'm going to do, in the name of Jesus, here, just, you could just, yeah, would you let someone just break in your car? Would you let someone just steal something from, no, like, you're going to either call the police, fight back, defend yourself, like, you're not just going to let someone walk up to you right now and steal a hamburger out your hand. And so here's what it comes down to. Are your dreams worth more than a hamburger? Now, dreams. Let me say this before I progress in this particular episode, because I like to be careful when I talk about dreams. And if you are a first-time listener of this show, we are pretty balanced and practical and biblical and faith-driven and business-driven and all of those things, but we're not extremists over here. You know what I'm saying? This show isn't for the extremists who wants to take something and run with it into a wall without looking where they're going. What I like to do is think through things and see both sides of the coin. You feel what I'm saying? Dreams. I have a song on my new album entitled God Dream. Matter of fact, maybe since I said that, that might be today's J. Will music song of the day. That's going to be the J. Will music song of the day when we get there in a few minutes. Um, and that really was like, I was really struggling with which song because I was going to do Run From Fame because of some of the things I'm going to talk about. But no. God dream, because I want you to understand this when we talk about your dreams. I am not a person that wants to push you towards chasing just what you want in your flesh. And I think that when we talk about dreams, a lot of times we don't filter our dreams through the will of God, through the purpose of God. Again, talking about delighting ourselves in the Lord. We got a whole episode, I believe, about that, at least a whole segment. Look, if you just listening to the show for the first time, I hate to break it to you, but you got some catching up to do. You got to go back to episode one, The Lazy Superhero. Like, we talking good stuff. And that's what you got to do with this show. You, you, you can't just ju listen. You think you just going to come in on this particular episode and you got everything you need? Come on, cuz. You gonna have to do some rewind. Look, you gonna have to catch up, bro. Cleaning up the house, driving in the car. I don't know what you gonna have to do, but you done missed some jewels. You know what I'm saying? I got things that's building a foundation to get you to where we're at right, right now. I don't know why I just did that in that accent, but I like accents. You know what I'm saying? I like randomly just going into a character and just committing to it. If you've been listening to the show, you would know that. Why did I just go off on my first time? I love y'all. Don't leave. Like, no, you about to leave because you think, no, it's not like that. I love you, okay? When I talk about your dreams, what I'm assuming at this point is that you've listened to this show long enough, um, and maybe I shouldn't assume, but that you have filtered your dreams through the will of God. And so many times in this world, we are selfish with our dreams. I want to be a star. I want to do this. Look, I've been there. I'm just like, we the same. You know, we still the same. Uh, uh, I'm from the East. You from the West. We still the same. Oh, all right. That's a, I could have went there. Listen, if you don't have my album, then you tripping. Just type in on Google J. Will Music. 
One L, people. One L. Okay? I'm not going to call out the person yesterday who said they were searching the podcast and putting in two L's and couldn't find it on Apple. We are on Apple Podcasts. J-W-I-L is one L. Inspire God's people. One L. If you're searching my music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. If you're just searching for the show, J-W-I-L. Inspire God's people. One L. One L. One L. One L. Sorry, I went on another tangent. But anyway, my point is here. It's not about what you want or what I want. Because I wanted to be a star. And I wanted to get a record contract and do all these crazy things that had no purpose to them other than my selfish desires. And I think what we do as believers is some of this comes because we listen to a a lot of false teachers and false prophets. And we don't want to call people that because they're famous and they dress nice and they're cute and they have reality shows and they have a million followers on Instagram and all those things. So we don't want to call a person a false teacher, but we listen to a lot of false teachers and a lot of false doctrine. And what we do is we literally build our lives on lies, on these foundations of people telling us just to chase our dreams. When you hear me talk about dreams on this show or dreams in my music, here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about chasing God's dream. Simple example. Again, I say this in the song and I believe I've said it on the show. You want to know the difference You're like, what's the difference between my dream and God's dream? I can't figure it out. Okay, I'll paint a couple pictures for you before we move on. Dream number one, the Titanic. This is your dream. This is, I want to be great before people. I want to prove that I'm this or we're the best and we're that. And guess what? So you go out and you build a big boat. Not to save lives, not to change lives. Just because you want to build a big boat because you want to be dope. It's called the Titanic. What happens? You build up this boat. You believe you're invincible. You go out into the world, right? Into the sea where there's all type of things going on and storms and glaciers and all these things out there that can destroy you without Christ. But you're the Titanic. You were built to withstand this in and of yourself. No guidance from God, no direction from God, no confirmation or affirmation from God. Just the fact that you want to go out and put yourself on the pedestal. What ends up happening, unfortunately, no offense to anyone who may have some, you know, some of their ancestors or people in their family line that was a part of that. No offense at all. Those people had to go drown in their dreams. And that's what happens a lot of times in this life is that we choose a dream. Because we don't understand the difference between dreams and purpose. So we choose a dream that has no purpose. Now, you want to say, what is God's dream? Okay? Because if my gift is to build boats, then I, like, what I think in my flesh is that I must be given this gift to make myself great. Well, here's God's dream. Look at Noah and the ark. Noah had no desire to build a big boat. (laughs) It was not his plan. It was not even his dream. But obviously, he had some gifts and some talents to build, right? I think that's pretty obvious. But listen to why God chose Noah. God chose Noah because of his righteousness. God chose Noah 
because of his lifestyle and commitment to God. And what he said is that, listen, what I want to do is repopulate the earth with you. Now we dealing with purpose. Woo! We dealing with purpose, people. See, now you moved outside of a gift. You move outside of a talent. I can sing. I can build boats. And first, purpose was established. The purpose was to repopulate the earth. The purpose was to preserve life. When you read in the Bible, you will see several times in the Bible, at least a few times I could think of off the top of my head, one with Joseph, one with uh, Noah. Of course, that was the purpose of Jesus, Abraham. God had this purpose to bless people, but not just to bless them for them to be great. He was blessing them because there was preservation of life as a purpose in them. So God comes to Noah and says, Noah, I want you to build this big boat. Notice Noah didn't even have the plans for the boat. God told him how to build the boat. Now you have the ark versus the Titanic. The Titanic was all by man. It had no purpose but to exalt man. The ark had purpose to preserve life. And withstood one of the greatest floods or the greatest flood, but yet the Titanic couldn't even stand up to a glacier. It was supposed to be indestructible, indispensable, and couldn't stand up against one object. But this ark that was God's dream for Noah withstood the flood and life was preserved through it. What's my point you're asking? Does your dream preserve life? Are you delighting yourself in the Lord? Is your dream God's dream? Or is your dream selfish? It has no purpose. And so it's going to build you up big like the Titanic and your, your name is going to be in lights. You're going to be on the front page of every magazine and digital outlet. But then as soon as you come against any type of resistance, a glacier, a storm, your dream is not enough to get you through because it was built on the foundation of you. See, the reason we need God's dream instead of ours is because floods and rain come in this life. And when you go through those storms and you go through those trials and tribulations, you're going to need to know that what you are in can actually sustain. And here's the thing. If you're only in your own will, it's not enough. Being a millionaire, being a celebrity, it won't be enough to get you through life in and of yourself. We see unhappy celebrities all the time, but the thing is we're so caught up in the fact that it's the Titanic. Look at how famous this person is. I want the fame. And God is saying, no, no, no. That no, fame is going to destroy you because it's not my desire for you. It's only your desire and your desires can't protect you. And sometimes we think God is punishing us by keeping us away from things. And he's really protecting us. Because he wants us to follow his plan, his dream. Think of Jonah in the belly of the big fish. It seems like a punishment, but it's really protecting him so that he can pray and get his mind right and then come out of there with a new purpose, God's dream. And some of us have waited and we've been delayed and, and we feel like, yo, like, when is it going to be my time and all that? Listen. It's going to be your time when you align with God and submit that whatever his will is might not be the same for you. So you might not ever get a Grammy. 
you might not ever hit the stage of the BET award show. But that was never the plan. What if somebody would have came to Noah and stole the plans for the ark? And Noah would have just sat back like, I'm going to just be a humble man of God and let you steal it. When you know that something is valuable and has purpose and that it preserves life, you're going to guard it. You're not just going to let somebody come and take it. And when you know what God is giving you, you have to protect it. You have to protect what God has called you to do and not let the enemy do what? Steal, kill, or destroy it. And no, I'm sorry to break it to you. We are not humble if we just allow people to come and steal things from us and just, oh, you're, you're going to steal it. it. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'll just let you take everything that God called me to do because I am a Christian in 2019. And we can't say anything. We can't stand up for ourselves. We can't speak what we believe. So I'll just sit back and let the world take over. God's people, it is time for the J. Will music song of the day. So we're going to jump into God Dream by yours truly, J. Will music from my new album, Inspire God's People. If you don't have that, just Google it. J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. That's J. Will music with one L, right? And then inspire God's people. If you Google that, like it's going to come up everywhere you listen to music. And you can head over to my YouTube page, same name, J. Will Music. You know, check out the videos, jwillmusic.com. Shout out to Wynobi Concepts, Ebony Hall. She shot the video for Under the Sun. Listen, we're going to jump into this song. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the McDonald's story. I'm going to tell y'all a little something about the McDonald's brothers. If you don't already know, maybe you do. And then from there, we're going to get social. And I got a good one for Let's Get Social today. It's going to be a nice little conversation. We're going to have some fun with it. So for now, check out God Dream, and we will be right back. Life is moving fast. Let me slow it down. Living in the past ain't going to make you smile. Swimming in the future may just make you drown. That life you started building up is falling down. I see apple trees growing in your garden now. If Adam didn't eat it, where would y'all be now? Eve is still in Eden, trying to hold it down. They trying to milk the church like, holy cow. This world ain't for us, by us. We sell our souls, they buy us. We want our heart's desires, but heart desires bias. I feel like Pontius Pilate. I want to stop the bleeding, but they desensitize me. You got all that I want. I gave up on my plan. You got all that I need. I'm content with your plan. I'm good with it. I'm not chasing my dreams. You got all that I want. You got all that I need. I'm content with your plan. The type of world we living in, Christians don't be Christian in. Everybody's eating, but the river lacks fishermen. Rich young ruler stacking dividends. Investing in your dreams since you've been a kid. See, on the surface, it all sounds innocent, but guilty as charged was the verdict from the witness stand. If Jesus told you to leave money, would you tell him that you need money? See, we ain't never seen money. 
So how you wanna see from me? That's two perspectives. One of them is super reckless. The other one is just helpless. Lord help us. You got all that I want. So real to me. You got all that I need. So many dreams. I'm content with your plans. So many things that I wanted. I'm not chasing my dreams. You got all that I want. But I gave all that up. You got all that I need. I believe I'm content. For the womb, and he has a plan for you. Do you plan to read his plan? Tell me what you plan to do. I see that you're planning too. I don't think he plan with you. If your plan is better than his, why you on his planet? Ooh, that cut you deep. That's what you need. Stop playing it cool. That's way too deep. That's not for me. That man a fool, and that man a lie. Call himself a man of God. All he wanted was the money. Man, I'm tired of men a tie. Selling broken promises to broken people. First you break they wallets, then you break they hearts. Never preach the gospel, man, you know that's evil. Now they chasing dreams that don't line up with God. You wanna know the difference between our dreams and God's dreams? Look at the art versus the Titanic. Noah did not have a dream to be a great builder, but he was living righteous and God saw that and came to him with a plan. But the Titanic, that was the Selfishly dream And unfortunately They had to drown in their dream You just heard God Dream By yours truly J. Will Music And that is featured on my new album Inspire God's People You can find that anywhere where music is downloaded or listened to And if you want to take the easy way out Just Google J. Will Music That's one L Inspire God's People The song is produced by none other and my brother, my homie, you know what I'm saying? It's more than a producer, you know what I'm saying? We've been rocking with each other for some years now. Darrell Red Campbell Jr., the dopest producer on the planet. 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 Oh, yo, I got a quick announcement, man. Like, I don't usually have announcements on the show, you know what I'm saying? But it's an announcement. Just randomly in the middle of the show. This is how I get down. On September 14th, 2019. That's coming up, depending on when you hear this. You know what I'm saying? You might not listen to this until the 13th. But guess what? You still got time, Mr. On the 13th. We are doing an event entitled Unrated. It's going to be in Royal Oak at the Office Coffee Shop, which is located at 402 South Lafayette Avenue, Royal Oak, Michigan, 48067. Again, for those of you who are a little slow and was doing something else and need to hear me say it again. September 14th, 2019 at 6 p.m. at the Office Coffee Shop in Royal Oak, 402 South Lafayette, Royal Oak, Michigan, 48067. The event is entitled Unrated. Oh, it's a lot of meaning behind this one. You're going to have to follow the social media. You're going to have to be, you know, stay tuned, whatever they say to get you excited about something that's dope that's coming. We're going to be talking about it. Uh, We got videos. We got. All type of stuff behind explaining what unrated means. And uh, we just finished our photo shoot today, actually. Uh, who we got? Reed B Versus. Y'all know Doug. Y'all know Reed B Versus. He is featured on my album on number six. Uh, what's the name of that song? I feel like. Who else we got on this event? The homie Mark Hole is on the event. We got my brother Darius James, who you've heard all over my music. And we talked about him a million times. And then we got a spoken word artist, Centra. 
And behind the scenes, a huge part of this event, Ebony Hall, Wynobi Concepts. That's Mark's wife. Uh, Ebony is a genius behind the camera. Um, she's just super creative in general. And together, man, we like, this is, I'm just being real with y'all. Y'all don't hear me like promoting events on the show a lot. Like, this is special, y'all. You gotta be in the building. If you've never seen any of us live on top of that, this is a free event. But get there on time because the coffee shop is open. We are going in a public setting and we are having a live Christian creative content experience. You don't want to miss it now. Now let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. I think I'm done going on a tangent. Let's get into... The McDonald's story. Now, this is one of my favorite stories of all time. And I've been waiting on the perfect moment to really like get into this story, to dig into it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody heard of McDonald's, right? Let me throw out a couple of things about McDonald's. And this is very relevant to the topic of today's show. First of all, let me say this. If you haven't seen the movie The Founder, I would recommend you check this movie out. Um, I'm sure you can find it on like Netflix or something or Prime. I don't know. You know, it's, it's too many ways to watch TV right now. But <laughs> we can say that for another show. Just know I'm going to talk about it's too many ways to watch TV one day. But the movie The Founder is the story of McDonald's and how it started. Whenever you're watching a movie that's based on a true story, there are going to be little differences. So like, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that movie, you might want to like, and, and if it's really going to bother you, like I'm about to talk about some things in the movie. Okay. For the most part though, they kept a lot of the stuff accurate. There are some little small details that are like different based on like, Oh, when he met his wife or how he met his wife and those things. And there are some of those details that are different, but for the most part, the things we're going to talk about, are pretty accurate, but just please do know I'm more so talking from the standpoint of the movie than like the actual facts on the small details because the movie doesn't compromise the overall point or purpose of, or, you know, the overall story. Okay. So just know that we talking about the movie to make it easy. That's something you can go watch. McDonald's was started by two brothers. Let that sink in. This is Listen, this may be one of the most important shows I've done to date. You know, we see things get, you know, you know, blow up and become, you know, mainstream and large. And it's hard for us to go back and picture when it started. But keep in mind, you or me or the next person, the person next door to us, they may be at their starting phase. And you can be starting something today that God is going to take in a bunch of different ways. Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying you have to blow up. That's not the purpose. I don't want to um, misrepresent the purpose I'm trying to make. But what I am saying is that wherever God grows something or wherever something goes, you know, it has a starting point. That's why sometimes I, I like to be nostalgic and reminisce about how did I get here? How did I get to inspire God's people to where you right there, like whoever you are, you legit listening to me. Do you realize how crazy that is? Like you right now. Yeah, you. I'm talking about. Don't shake your head. Don't. Yes, you, cuz. You listening to me. That means the world to me. I'm like, 
Like some of y'all are legit in another country and you listening to me. How did I get here? So I think about that. Well, the McDonald's brothers started McDonald's in 1948. Two brothers, Richard and Mac. Mac, his name was Maurice, I believe. It was 1954. We're going to fast forward. So six years into it, they meet this guy. Okay. This guy. There's always a guy. So in 1954, a shake salesman, you know, contacts the McDonald's brothers. He ends up coming to the restaurant because they placed this order for these shake machines. It's not, not important. They placed a big order. So he drives down to San Bernardino. Uh, what is it? San Bernardino. San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Uh, uh, San Bernardino. So he drives down to San Bernardino, California, sees the concept of this McDonald's restaurant, and is completely blown away. Because you got to realize at the time of like drive-ins in the 50s and how restaurants were, McDonald's was actually like a huge like innovation. The way that they, how fast they were making the food and just the whole idea of fast food and all this was like, it was unheard of. Let that sink in. Fast food was unheard of. So this guy, Ray Kroc, this milkshake salesman in his 50s. Oh my goodness. In his 50s. Listen, I'm be prepared right now. You are about to get so many jewels and gems thrown at you that you going to feel like you work at a jewelry store. I'm just telling you. I'm about to drop gems. Ray Kroc was 50 years old or 50-something. He was over the hill selling milkshake units. Listen, that doesn't seem like the most successful person in the world to me. Doesn't seem like poor old Ray Kroc has had a great life up until his 50s. He's been failing at some things. He tried a lot of businesses that didn't go right. There's a reason that I'm saying that to you right now. How many times do we put age limits on where we are in life or where we supposed to be in life? And it just becomes all about, well, I'm I'm 33 years old. I'm 28 years old. And I just say, well, I want to be Jermaine. Well, guess what? Listen, uh, you're still young. You still got time. God ain't through with you yet. Listen, man, we walk through this life and we get so caught up on numbers in our age. It's not too late. It's not too late, especially for us as believers walking in God's purpose. So Ray Kroc is selling milkshake machines and he comes into their operation and a couple things happen. The McDonald brothers are so proud of what they created that they're just showing any and everybody. They had just met Ray Kroc and they're like, hey, you want to see how we do it? Because Ray is like, how do you make hamburgers this fast? Like, how like, how are you doing this? And they just like, well, come on in, Ray. Come on and let me give you the secret. Let me show you how I created it. And you think good old Ray Kroc denied that opportunity? Sure didn't. So what happens? They basically show him the whole playbook, right? Now, Ray Kroc is a, is a thirsty, ambitious salesperson who has always failed and finally now comes across something that he thinks is going to be successful. 
Now, I want you to pay attention to a couple of things because we talking about don't let them steal God's dream. Don't let them steal the dream that God placed in you. There are times in life where you have to recognize the thief before they steal something. Oh, I just said a word. Oh, that's another gem. Just dropped a jewel on you. You got to see the thief before they actually become a thief. As believers, we have to have discernment. What am I saying? You're starting a business or you have an idea. You can't tell everyone. You can't just go around posting all of your new ideas on Facebook. The enemy comes to do what? Steal. Oh, that's the first thing he came to do. Kill and destroy is after that. First, he got to steal. Well, I don't know if it's first, like if it's got to be in order, but those are three things he came to do. You know what I'm saying? But it sounded good when I said that he had to steal first. I'm sure he could flip it and kill first if he wants to. But what's my point? The McDonald brothers were so naive. They were how they were represented in this movie. If this is the real personality that, that they had, which I assume that it was based on what happened. They were very naive and nice gentlemen. They almost could have came off as believers in a sense. And what am I saying is like so many times the the good guy who's just happy to have one restaurant. I'm happy. Then the wolf Ray Kroc comes in. And he like, ooh, I could have never thought of this. Mmm, that's another gem. I just dropped a jewel on you. Uh. Ray Kroc could have never came up with the idea for McDonald's on his own. A lot of times the thieves are not as talented as the people they're stealing from, which is why they have to resort to stealing something. But here's the thing. Don't think that that just means that the person who's stealing isn't talented. They're not talented in that area. But one thing that I've noticed is thieves are great executors. And a lot of times people who are creative and who have idea mindsets, and I have done no research behind this. This is purely my opinion and my personal observation. So this may not be true overall. But a lot of times what I've seen is people who tend to have ideas are not the best executors. So they can think of the ideas all day long, but look, they don't know what to do with them. It's like, man, I got like 10 invention ideas, but I don't know the first step to take, right? That's the idea person, not great executors. The person who's a great executor, a lot of times can't come up with the ideas. So it's kind of like, mm, man, I know exactly how to put A, B, C, D in order, but I don't know how to create A, B, C, D. So Ray Kroc finds some naive gentlemen who have this new restaurant called McDonald's. Now, what he ends up doing is like negotiating, like he wanted the franchise. Like he was like he was he asked for a meeting with them where they told him more of their story because they was just happy to tell their story. Come on, believers. Some of us could be so naive that we just, oh, this is my story. Inspire God's people. Let me tell you exactly how I do it. How do I reach the people I reach? I do it like this, Wolf. Here, Ray Kroc, come take my idea. And that's what we are because we're just so happy that people listen to us and in the room with us and people like us. And so we give them all of our trade secrets and all of our ideas. And they are wolves and they're master executors. So they take from us. And they create something bigger than you ever could have created and make a lot of money off of it. And meanwhile, you just sit back um, and get nothing.
For anybody who doesn't believe that this happens, I'm telling you, this McDonald's story is one of a few that I know of that we're going to talk about on this show at some point. Long story short, let's fast forward. Ray Kroc convinces the McDonald's brothers to allow him to start franchising the restaurants. Here's the problem Ray Kroc is having as he's franchising. The McDonald's brothers are really just okay with having one restaurant and don't want to deal with the, you know, the work and the stress involved in growing. I just dropped another gym. They was okay being small because they didn't want to deal with everything that came with growing. So many times we don't understand that growing actually takes work. Like growing and becoming successful isn't just this easy path that life becomes so much easier. And I'm just, look, I'm, I ain't created no McDonald's, so I can't talk on that level. I'm not trying to front. But what I am trying to say, based on my personal levels in my life, the more I've gotten, like the more successful that I've gotten, like the more crazier my life has gotten. Like my schedule is crazy. I'm t my schedule is crazy. I legit don't have a lot of time. And it's an interesting thing to go through because people start requesting that you do all type of stuff and, hey, come over here, do this. And it's like, yo, like, I'm not trying to be funny. When I say I don't have time, I really mean it in the most respectful way. I'm just legit too busy to do every random thing that everyone wants me to do. And I've noticed that the more successful that I've become in my own right, according to my own standard, not saying I'm the most successful person ever, but this has been more of a challenging thing for me to grow through and get better at. So the McDonald's brothers didn't really want to deal with the stress of growth. But Ray Kroc, if there is one word that I would use to describe him, he was persistent. He was a very persistent man. So he ended up, you know, fighting and fighting. He starts franchising McDonald's. The franchising wasn't going great. Along the way, he meets someone that tells him something in a movie. Um, and, and this guy really was involved in, in, in real life as well. But the guy basically told him, stop trying to be in the restaurant business when you're really in the real estate business. Ray Kroc started buying the land that McDonald's was built on. What am I saying? He was working for them, but setting himself up to steal from them. And it was all quote unquote legally done. Because you have to understand how wolves and thieves and master executors work. They know the laws. They know the systems. Because they're executors, they know how to put things in place where they can steal something from you and technically not even be wrong for it. I just dropped another juke. You mean to tell me he stole from him and did it the right way? That's nasty. That's evil. But it happens. So long story short, as the years go by, Ray Kroc ends up becoming the founder, calling himself the founder of McDonald's because he grew the business. And eventually he bought them out and made them accept a deal for a million, I think, a piece, something like that. This guy was a multi-billionaire when he passed. Like, so, so what am I saying? Ray Kroc, and there's a bunch of other things in this story that we're going to skip over just for sake of time. Ray Kroc. Literally, his name ain't McDonald's. Could you imagine? Mmm. Woo! I'm about to drop a jewel. Could you imagine having your name on something and having it taken away from you? That's crazy. Okay, God's got a blessing with your name on it. Let me speak y'all language. 
There's a healing with your name on it. There's a business with your name on it. On it. On it. But you gonna let somebody steal it? Like my man just gonna come in and take something with you? I would have never. Mm, man, listen, y'all. Do y'all understand? That's how wolves operate. You have to be careful the people that you allow around you and make sure that that is God, you know, God will. But you got to also look at yourself and say, wait a minute. Am I allowing people to come around me who are wolves because I know they're going to do the work and I'm so lazy, I'm just hoping that they don't steal from me? Like, we got to deal with that. Some of us are allowing people to steal from us because we're lazy. That, like, okay, I'm going to just be real. Like, I think of something like a record deal. A record deal is a loan, essentially. Okay, cool. Most people just happy to get the first deal. Oh, I'm happy. I have a deal. I'm at the Stellar Awards. Woohoo! Woo at the end of the day, did you get the record deal because you weren't willing to do the work yourself? So you had to have the engine behind you, even though the engine called you, caused you to compromise and turn your back on the things that you knew God wanted you to do? the blessings that had your name on it, the things that God like intended and purpose for you to do. Because a lot of times that happens. Laziness. Remember that. Don't let laziness be the reason that you're afraid to grow. So you allow a wolf to come in and run your operation. Here's the other part. If you watch the founder and look at the McDonald's story, this is just a hard thing to accept. Ray Kroc steals from the McDonald's brothers and builds McDonald's up to be what it is today. Here's a crazy thought that I had. Had he not stole it, you would have never heard of McDonald's. I just dropped another gym. If the McDonald's brothers would have stayed in charge of McDonald's, McDonald's would have been nothing more than the mom and pop restaurant at the corner of your house. We every neighborhood has one. That would have been McDonald's. And I'm not disrespecting or looking down on anyone who has one location. And that's what God called you to do. That's not what this is about. But what this is about is don't let the reason that you don't grow be because you're in charge. Did you hear that? Don't you be the reason that you're not growing. Like, I don't want to look back on all of this and say, man, I was so caught up in my own laziness, fear, and lack of execution that I just let someone else steal it. You're almost giving it to them. It's like leaving your car unlocked with the keys in it and the, and the car running in the hood. That car didn't get stolen, bro. You gave that away. What am I saying? Don't give away God's dream in your life. If God called you to do something, and, and listen to what I'm saying. For those of you like me who are, who are Christian creatives and you know you're doing music and you know that there's purpose behind it. Don't sell out that for what the world considers success. Don't let them steal God's dream. Don't let fame steal God's purpose for you because you want that so bad. See, there's an other side to this McDonald's situation where it's like this guy comes in and makes McDonald's super, super big. But what if it was, what if it was God's will for McDonald's to stay at the one location and they were never supposed to let him come in and let all that, you know, lure of success and things take over. What if it really was supposed to be one, but that's the tricky thing about all of this is like, man, because we tend to just look at the success of McDonald's. Everybody's eaten McDonald's before, right? The fries are amazing. So like you, you tend to look at the success side of it and not realize how it got there. And the last thing I want to see happen is somebody create a McDonald's with my name on it. Like, like, no, let me tell you something. Like, protect God's gift to you. 
Protect God's purpose. Listen to what I'm saying. Here, okay, here's the last thing I'll say about this. Imagine if Noah would have allowed someone to steal the plans for the ark. I just dropped another gem. You understand? Like, what if someone else who was unrighteous, not called and purposed to build the ark, they would have built it, made it super dope. They probably would have turned the ark into like a little hotel back then and like made all type of money of it, off of it. But everybody would have died when the flood came. I just dropped it. Look, they coming back to back. Do you feel what I'm saying? Your purpose that God has given you is to preserve life. The, the life, life is literally in purpose. And if you allow someone to just steal what God called you to create, not only may they not take it, they may take it and do something else with it and become worldly successful, but all of the godliness that was in it will be lost. Now, of course, God maybe could have called someone else to build the ark had Noah been disobedient. Mm, disobedient. There is disobedience in not protecting the purpose and the gift that God gave you and allowing any and everyone to come and manipulate you. And they're manipulating you and literally stealing the thing that God called you to do. Stealing the thing with your name on it. Their name was McDonald's, bro. You get what I'm saying? Mac and Richard McDonald, their name was literally McDonald's. And at the end of the day, they pretty much had nothing to show for it. That's deep. Like, that's scary. Could you imagine things having your name on it, but you have nothing to show for it? Your wife, your family, your calling, your gifts, your purpose. See, sometimes there's an arrogance in us where we think just because something had our name on it that it means it's automatically going to always be ours. Oh, I got a prophecy when I was 10 years old that I was going to do this. And that. Okay, cool. That doesn't mean you just, like, you just get to play around the rest of the life. David, David got anointed at 15 years old, and he still went, mm, uh, I'm about to drop that jewel. I'm about to drop that jewel. After David was anointed. As king, he didn't just turn around and become king the next day. He, in between being anointed as king, went and slew the giant. He went to slay Goliath in the midst of after already being anointed to be king. Because I think David had to have understood that just because the kingship now has my name on it doesn't mean that it's automatically mine. We think just because your name McDonald's that nothing in life can happen where it could be stolen or taken away from you. There's no work that I got to do. No, David was still working while he was anointed. Some of us think we just walk around just calling anything anointed. First of all, these days, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. No, you're annoying. Okay. Sorry. Hopefully that wasn't mean to say. I'm not talking about you anyway. I'm talking about some fictitious person. But what am I trying to say, man? It's like we, we think God's call and purpose on our life is like a backstage pass to heaven to be arrogant and idiotic and mean and, and petty and savage. And that's not what it is. Like, like you have to understand that there's work. Faith without works is dead. Some of us are walking around with dead faith. Woo. Is that a gem? I don't, is that, a, I, don't, I don't know if I got nothing left.
that may or may not be a gem that I just dropped on you. We walking around with dead faith because we ain't putting in no work. And at the end of the day, the McDonald's brothers had a business with their name on it and let a shark, a wolf, a Ray Kroc come in and take everything that they had. And at the end of the day, they were left with nothing. 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 It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. God's people. It's time to head over to my Facebook page, yeah. Oh, we about to have a good time with this one today. Let's get social. So here's what happened. I'm about to have to remix the whole show. I know we talking about don't let them steal your dreams, but I got to change it real quick. Don't let them steal your memes. You know what? That's one thing I love about having this show and doing this segment called Let's Get Social. Because I actually have to revisit a post that I've already talked about last month or a few weeks ago or whatever it was by now. So here's the thing. Let's go back in time. The date was July 11th. It was 7.50 a.m. And I had decided to make a post on Facebook. Now, here's one thing I want y'all to understand about my post. My posts are my original thoughts. Now, this is a very tricky thing to talk about because the average everyday person on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, they see funny things, they reshare them, like, you know, things that are funny. And it's like nobody's, you know, a lot of times going to be like, I didn't post this such and such did. I understand that in general how social media works. Okay. So let's get that out of the way. But here's the thing as a creative, the rules change. So, for instance, if my cousin on the east side is seeing a post and resharing it and they don't sell anything, they don't go out and speak anywhere, they don't they're not known for any content. They don't they're not building a brand or anything like that. Right. Look, I understand. It's almost like this. I'm not in the NBA. So LeBron James ain't worried about me, you know, copying something that he's doing versus Kevin Durant or whoever, like whatever happens in the NBA amongst NBA players is looked at differently versus outsiders, right? Military terms, civilians, right? Someone who's an outsider from the actual group or industry or organization. So I got to say this, you know, before I get started. As a creative, um, you know, I'm a speaker. You know, I, I go out and I speak at churches. I've spoken at schools, different things like that, by the grace of God. Um, obviously, I create music and I create this show. And original content. So the way and the purpose that I utilize my social media is to actually share these original thoughts that are from me unless otherwise noted. So if I make a post, it's my post. It's supposed to be my post. If a preacher or, you know, some other motivation or inspirational speaker or artist is making posts and presenting them as their original post to their audience, then it really should be their post. You get what I'm saying? Unless they're going to actually, as a creative, as a writer, as a person that gets paid for words and understands the importance of art and words, 
You're going to give credit where credit is due. You're not going to plagiarize in general. But here's something I've been learning, y'all. A lot of these big time people that everybody's following and they like, ooh, those are those are powerful words and this, this, and this. It's like, bruh. No, they saw that from someone smaller with a smaller platform than them and took it because they knew their platform was bigger. So this actually happens out here. And this is all relevant to what I'm about to say. Back to my original point. I didn't forget. July 11th, 7.50 a.m. Here's what I posted on Facebook. While you're scared to take a risk and feeling stuck, Burger King is out here making tacos. That was an original thought. I worded it exactly how I wanted to word it. And for whatever reason, this post really got a lot of attention. If you go back a few shows ago, at the time that I did a Let's Get Social and share this post, it had like um, 1,100 shares, I believe. It was like, oh man, I got a post with 1,100 shares. I thought that was a lot. Or maybe 2,000, whatever it may be. By you know last week, this post was at 566 likes, 167 comments, and 3,500 shares. That's a whole lot of shares. You get what I'm saying? But here's what happens, and, and I'm using this as a major point for creatives, right? What happens, everyone wants to go viral these days, but going viral isn't necessarily a good thing. And I've always thought this. This isn't like a new thought for me. Because I've seen a lot of artists, even some of them from my own city or people that I've been around, who will get a video, they get a million views, 100,000 views. Like they will go viral off one video. But the one thing about going viral is that not everyone knows how to capitalize off of it. So it's like, oh man, I had a video that did real good or a post that did real good. But how do I make it mean something? Because if it doesn't point back to me and people don't know that I originated it, then it's just the post that's floating around on earth. And, you know, it's like I always say like the happy birthday song. I don't know who wrote the happy birthday song. Like certain songs, if you sing it, you give credit to the artist. Like, oh, that's my favorite song. Like, let me inspire you. That's J. Will music. Well, we all just sing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Nobody gives credit to the artist. I don't want to be that guy. If I wrote the happy birthday song, please believe me. I'm knocking on your door like, hey, bro, that was me because I this is what I believe. And, you know, what I'm saying I know everyone doesn't think like this. To me, credit is worth more than money. That's why we have a signature. People have a signature because they, like they want credit for it. You get what I'm saying? If that was the case, none of us would sign anything like it's not you. It doesn't matter if it's you or not. You signed your uh, marriage certificate. Why? Because you married. That's your signature. You get what I'm saying? Taking credit actually matters in certain situations um, in context. So the post goes viral. And what started happening in the midst of this post going viral, like I started getting tagged like crazy in all type of posts, right? Where people with large platforms, there was this one model girl with like 300,000 followers. And they had like recreated my post but like on their own graphics. So they took my words, maybe changed one word here or there, and then made their own graphic to make it look as if they did it. So the first, um, man, I don't have all these screenshots because it was just a lot. But the first group that did it that was big, they had like 1.2 million followers or fans or whatever on Facebook. And I believe based on how I followed this post, um, 
I believe they recreated my post and they were the first ones who made like this black and white version of it. And then they posted it, but they posted it as if it was their words. Then I started getting tagged left and right. Like with people, the model girl with 300,000, it was apostles and pastors and um, just comedians and all type of people who were re reposting my post at, but putting it in a deceiving way as if it was their original content. And again, like I said, if you're a person that's not a creative, you're not a comedian, a speaker, anything like that, you might not understand the value of this content. When you write something from your heart, like for me, I I'll speak for myself. I'm not letting anyone just steal stuff from me. And there was a Christian rap artist that just won a lawsuit because this uh, Katy Perry stole one of his songs. He won like a $2.7 million lawsuit. And when you compare the songs, I'm talking about they stole the intro words. They stole everything. I've heard about this with big artists like Drake and all type of other. What's the one dude? Um, Man, I don't know these people. He got the, um, the Childish Gambino. I've heard these accusations with him stealing from independent artists. So what I want y'all to be aware of is this type of thievery happens because guess what? Celebrities are on Instagram. So why you want to go viral with your video that's not protected, there's no copyright, no way for you to take um, you know, ownership and credit for your work. These people are scrolling and being like, oh, cool. Here's the problem. They have a bigger platform than you so they can actually go and recreate your stuff and get credit for it, and people will e never even know that you existed. Oh, I just dropped another jewel. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep dropping jewels, but I had one more left and I had to let it go. What's my point? I had this post, it was, it was going viral, it was going crazy. And I sat back and I was like, man, I, I was trying to figure out like, okay, how do I feel about this? And when and if I'm gonna say something and how I'm gonna approach it, Cause I'm not bitter, like that's not it. I'm not like angry, I'm not whatever. But at the same time, I'm not gonna let somebody Ray Croc me. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna Ray Croc me and I'm sitting back and I'm watching people with these big platforms and I started looking through the comments on the post. Now these are my words, but I'm watching people like, oh, amen, pastor, this is confirmation for my life. Oh, bless you. And here's what took me over the edge. There's a pastor, Pastor Jamal Bryant, um, on Instagram. It's Jamal, at Jamal H. Bryant. You can see it for yourself. He took this black and white graphic, either him or his team or people, whoever. I'm not going to accuse him of actually doing it, but it's on his page. And they took the graphic that says this. While you're still acting scared to take a risk and feeling stuck, Burger King is out here making tacos. Here's what he did to take it a step further. He added his picture to it. <laughs> oh, man. Look, y'all got to understand, like, this right here threw me for a loop. This was the moment when he added that picture that I realized I had to say something. This was not even about exposing him or these other people. It was more about not letting someone Ray Kroc me not sitting back and doing and saying nothing and just allowing someone to take my post. And like, I'm not the McDonald's brothers. And, and this was like, this hit my soul because it was like, look, the things that I have, 
I worked for. I don't have any backing. I don't have a major church. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a part of some major uh, label. I don't have investors. Everything that I have, by the grace of God, I have worked for. I have literally put in work. Like, I think of quotes. I put them in my phone. I love quotes. I, you know, create content for this show. I study. I go to work. Like, every single thing matters when you're independent. And when you're waking up early, I wake up early. Like, I'm up. I'm working every day. And I refuse to sit back and at least not make people aware when someone is blatantly stealing from me. Listen, I know it may not matter to y'all, but me? Oh, I'm going to say it. Don't let them steal your memes. You better find a way. Like, if you created something, you better find a way. Because at the end of the day, they will raycrock you, take your stuff, preach a sermon on it, have people falling out, crying, and giving them a tithe and an offering for it. And meanwhile, you at work praying for overtime. Not me. Oh, you at least, you going you gonna to hear about it. You going to get this podcast work. We going to have a conversation. I'm not mad at you as far as like, I don't want nothing bad to happen to you. But you're not going to steal my stuff without me saying something about it. And so that's what I did. It was August 8th, I believe. <laughs> yeah, August 8th. So it's like a whole month later. That was when he posted it. Um, and I said, the preacher stole my quote and added his pick with the laughing faces. Hashtag who said it first. Now, I want you all to keep in mind, this is not the first time this happened to me. Um, I actually kind of casually talked about it on the show. And I went back and forth about calling this company out and I decided not to. But there's a Christian clothing company that literally took one of my memes and created a shirt last year around the holiday season. They created a shirt and a hoodie and they were selling it. And it was like people were loving this shirt and this design on social media. I've still seen it in different places. Guess what? On their page, that, that post got the most likes. And so what am I saying? I didn't say anything for real about that last year. I ain't calling nobody out. But the more I think about it, it's like, no, nah, bro. You can't just sit back and let somebody make a shirt design off of something that you created on your phone, your words. I'm sorry. I know people like, oh, no, whatever you put on social media is public this, public that. But I want you to keep in mind that something the people I'm talking about, for the most part, are actually Christians. Like the people that I'm catching stealing my stuff is actually Christian organizations and Christian individuals. And that's also the other point for me where it's like, all right, as believers, I at least want to say this to my audience. I believe in authenticity. I believe that if God called you to be creative and he gave you that gift, that you should work that gift. You should practice and you should strive to be original. The day that you feel like you have to start plagiarizing someone else's content is the day you need to put the pen down. You need to put the, the microphone down. You need to step away from the stage and you need to just go and find God and find peace in whatever he wants you to do. Listen, y'all, the day that I don't have the ability to write another album is the day that I feel like I should stop trying to make music and maybe produce other people's music or whatever. I believe in being organic, non-GMO, like no artificial flavors or preservatives. Like I believe in that. I, I, I really believe in that. And as a creator, look, God didn't take this earth and create it off of another template. What if you found out like, oh, really some other being had created something 
that was close to earth and God kind of looked, took it and made it something else. No. First five words in the Bible. I say it all the time. In the beginning, God, God created. God's people, thank you so much for listening to the show tonight. Now, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to share this show with a friend. And after that, I want you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's J. Will Music. That's one L. J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. Visit me anytime on jwillmusic.com. That's J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. I'll see you next week. 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 I'll see you next week.